I'm usually, you know, I always tell Brother Flynn, you know, I always feel bad uh, uh, to a certain degree because I'm very short and, and my, my, my sermons, my lessons are usually very short. And uh, uh, he, you know, he always gives me good advice and said, it doesn't matter about the length of time, it's the content. And I thank the Lord that we do have the only content that matters, and that's the Bible. And so if I go long and I shock you all, I'm sorry, but that's uh, never my intention. But I want to start off with, there's a story that says, so a man is driving home from a business trip. Uh, he has a pretty uh, low-paying job, so obviously he doesn't have the best of cars. After a few hours of driving, he drives past a monastery, uh, the kind with all the monks, and all of a sudden his car breaks down right in front of the monastery. Being a man of God, he obviously figures, I bet the monks will let me stay with them while my car is repaired. So he goes to the front of the gate, knocks on the door, and man in robes answers, and he tells the monk his predicament, and the monk, being a monk, lets him stay the night and help, even helps him with the repair cost of his car. While the businessman is sleeping that night, he hears this strange noise. It just perplexes him, and, the life, and for the life of him, he cannot figure out what it is. He decides when he wakes up in the morning, he will ask the monks about it. When he wakes up, he finds the monk who, met, who he met when, he first, oh, when his car first broke down and asks him, can you tell me what that noise I heard last night was? The monk replies, I'm sorry, brother, I cannot tell you, for you are not a monk. The man accepts this. He thanks the monks for their graciousness and goes about his way, and he gets his car back. Three years later, he is driving on another business trip, and what do you know? His car breaks down in front of the monastery again. Again, he figures he can stay the night, and of course, the monks let him and stay, stay and offer the same help as before. And once again, during the night, he hears this noise. He has no idea what it could be. He decides to ask the monk once again with hopes that he would trust him more this time around. In the morning, he meets the monk again and asks, I'm sorry to be asking again, but what is this noise? The monk replies, I cannot tell you, for you are not a monk. The man says, all right, I'll become a monk. What do I need to do? The monk replies, I need you to travel the world and count every blade of grass if you truly wish to become a monk. The man swiftly accepts and leaves all of his worldly possessions behind uh, to travel the world on this mission. He goes to all the corners of the globe, counting every single blade of grass. After 50 years, he comes back to the monastery. He gives the monk the accurate number, and the monks, uh, the monks give him his monkhood. And obviously, the first thing he wants to do is find out what that noise was. So he asks the head monk. The head monk beckons him to follow him, and he does. And after a few minutes of walking through corridors and rooms, they happen upon a wooden door. The man can hear the noise, so he gets very excited. The head monk hands him a brass key. He reaches with the key to the lock and unlocks the door, which behind that is another door. They walk through this door, and this time he, uh, the, the door is made of iron, and the monk hands him an iron key. This happens again and again and again. So many types of doors and keys, everything, everything you could imagine, glass doors, gold doors, everything. Finally, they get to a door made of, of a solid diamond. The noise is louder than ever. The monk hands him, the man, the final key. He opens the door and finally sees what, he has, been, what has been making the noise. But I cannot tell you because you are not a monk. 
<laughs> oftentimes in our Christian life, <laughs> oftentimes in our Christian walk, we, we get so disillusioned or we get so uh, uh, dis, uh, disheartened when something does not go our way and we could turn back and say, but God, I've been doing this. God, I've been going to church. God, I've been uh, uh, reading my Bible. I've been doing these things. Why isn't it working out for me? And oftentimes we uh, tend to focus on the religion part of our lives and not the relational part with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We can get very good at going through the motions. We can get very good at saying, I got to be at church for Sunday school hour. I got to be at church for uh, uh, the morning service, church for uh, any time the doors are open. I got to be there. I got to wear my suit and tie. I've got to look the part. We can get very good at that. But if we're not careful, it can become a religion and not a relationship with our Lord and Savior. And here in Romans chapter 7, starting in verse 14, the Bible says, For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. For that which I do, I allow not. For, that, for what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that I do, that do I. If then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law, that it is good. Now then there's no more I that I that now then it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. For I know that in me that in it, that is in my flesh dwelleth no good thing, for to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. For the good that I would I do not, but the evil which I would not that I do. For the good that I would, I do not, but the evil which I would, that not that I do. Say that five times fast. <laughs> now, if I do that, I would not, it is no more that I that do it. But sin that dwelleth in me, I find that in the law, I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. But I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity of the law of sin, which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. Let's pray. Lord, we sure do love you. We're ever so grateful just for the opportunity you've given us, Lord, to be in your house this morning. Lord, I pray as just we uh, uh, take a moment this morning and uh, reflect on just making sure our relationship with you is not just religion. Lord, it is a personal one-on-one -on -one relationship, Lord, and we just go over different things. Lord, I pray you just meet with us in a special way. Lord, I pray you empty me of myself, Lord, and fill me with your spirit. Lord, remove me from the picture and just allow your words to be said this morning. Lord God, we sure do love you. In your name we pray. Amen. Oftentimes in the, in the Christian life, you know, uh, in our Christian walk, you know, uh, someone once told me there is a lot of, uh, and we'll get to this, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but uh, uh, there's a lot of uh, uh, bottle rocket Christians, if you would, uh, uh, that uh, when we get saved, we're, 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 uh, we're on fire, you know, we're going uh, uh, to just conquer the world, go see everybody saved, and then and, and come and, and do everything that the, 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 the church allows us and the Bible tells us to do. We're going to follow it to the T, and we're going to do it, and we're going to say, bless God, I'm a Christian now, and I'm going to do everything the Bible says. And then we turn the corner, and bam, someone cuts us off. And there's that flesh again. And there's that, 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 that anger, that, 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 
<laughs> that French that we sometimes speak, you know, that, that, that just saying, but God, and that, that flesh that comes back and says, Lord, uh, I'm sorry. And we get into that flesh and we say, uh, we, we, we go back to revert to the old man and say, okay, well, you know what? I'm going to start all over. I'm starting from, from square one right now and I'm going forward from right now. And then oftentimes we get so uh, disillusioned or we get so distant from our personal relationship that it becomes a, a, a works-based or it becomes going through the motions. And this morning, I want to look at how we can just be careful. You know, uh, if we try to live the Christian life on our, on our, under our own strength and we try to go about our daily walk, doing things how we think we should and how, you know what, I'm going to do this because I feel like it, this is how I'm supposed to do it. The me, myself, and I, we're never going to accomplish the Christian walk. The Bible says in Isaiah 64, 6, but we are as unclean things and all our righteousness are as filthy rags. That's a reminder to me that just says, you know what? You can try to do everything. You can try to do uh, follow the book to the T and, and make sure everything's going right and you're doing everything well. But guess what? Even your righteousness is as filthy rags. And that, is, again, is a reminder, Lord, I can't do this. I can't. And in the Christian life, sometimes we, we try to live by a moral code and our righteousness or we, get, uh, we try to live by a moral code and we can't do that. No one can. It is something that is impossible. We can't accomplish that, uh, the Christian life on our own. Because if we don't know Christ as our Savior, what Christian life do we have? If we've never accepted Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, how can we say, I'm living the Christian life. I'm walking the, uh, I'm a faith-based life. Or I'm living a faith-based life. We can't. Religion is sometimes complicated, though. And by religion, I mean like our moral systems. Or in today's modern uh, vernacular, the word religion implies a well-oiled system of climbing towards God. It implies structure, performance, self-improvement, and self-discipline. Ultimately, it brings it to a favorable position with God. It's about earning God's approval by getting uh, our act together and behaving well. And, you know, I think I compare it to oftentimes uh, the modern day religion of making sure, you know, I'm, I'm saying the right things I'm supposed to say, uh, acting like, you know, the Sunday and Wednesday uh, Christian, but to Monday through Friday and Monday through Saturday, we're living like our old self. Oftentimes, I, I think of that going back to uh, elementary school. You know, Brooklyn, she's a hot mess. I tell you what, the Lord, uh, I thank the Lord looking back now that I didn't have a son because, man, sometimes I just, I want to take her outside. And then you look at Brooklyn, you say, oh, how sweet and how cute. No, Brooklyn, no, no. Man, I th we, were, uh, we were going uh, out and uh, I remember she, she just, we were going to the store and I, I like to go to the golf stores that's kind of like my thing I like to play golf and uh, I like going and every now and then I'll go to a store and uh, uh, I'll find a good deal use club and whatever and I remember she likes to go just so she can get on the little putting green and hit balls and just make noise and so I told her when we were going to the store uh, I said all right Brooklyn when we get there you know once we're playing you have to be quiet because people have to concentrate so she said how do you concentrate dad and I was like, you get very quiet and you concentrate up here. And so we, we get to the store and, and you know, uh, um, 
we're, she's on the putting green. She's hitting balls back and forth, back and forth, and she starts yelling. And I, so I walk over there, and I, Brooklyn, we talked about this. You go, when you're inside and you're on the putting green, you have to concentrate. Just keep it quiet. She goes, oh, you're right, Dad, you're right. I said, okay. So we, we go, and then I, I find a club that I'm trying to buy, and uh, I'm talking to one of the guys, and, and we're, we're going back and forth, and, and I'm like, okay. And then uh, he wouldn't come down the price, so I said, all right, you know what, I'll, I'll come back for it. You know, the, oh, I'll, just, uh, I'll come back for that. And, and Brooklyn, and we're walking out, and she goes, Dad, why don't you buy it? And I was like, oh, and I told her, I was like, oh, you know, it was too expensive. She goes, Dad, you need to go to work and concentrate more. <laughs> and I said, excuse me? I said, who do you think you are? And then I, in my mind, I just wanted to say, what are you talking about? But, you know, for, for in her eyes, I need to go and do more work. I need to go and, 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 and put in more effort. I need to go and, and do more things to be able to accomplish the goal that I want. Uh, and it, oftentimes, if we're not careful, our Christian walk can become that. It can become, I need to make sure I'm going to church because if not, uh, I'm going to get asked where I was, what I was doing, and this, that, and the other. Or, you know, I got, I got to make sure that I'm, I'm reading my Bible so I can give an account. So when the, someone asks, have you read your Bible? I can be the first one to raise my hand. We can, be, we can get so caught up in this uh, religion-based uh, relationship or works-based relationship that we're not careful. Even though we're going through the motions, we can get, become, grow more distant from our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Oftentimes, uh, we, we, we strive for a performance-based performance acceptance. This is something that is used in the world today that uh, for a job well done, here's your reward. Or uh, for doing certain things, you get a good pat on the back. And oftentimes, that does feel good. A good, uh, uh, hey, great job. That, that feels good. Uh, hey, uh, uh, good job with this, or uh, I appreciate what you did. That goes a long way, but if we're, not, if we're not careful, that can become our purpose. That can become the reason why we're doing it, as opposed to, Lord, I, I, I'm not doing this for, for the applause of man. I'm not doing this to get the good game or the, the pat on the back. I'm doing this to serve you, and if all that comes, Lord, help me to be able to say, well, thank you, but that was the Lord in and through me. The Lord gave me the ability and point the glory to God because at the end of the day, without God, we can't accomplish anything. And he's the one who gives us the ability to be able to accomplish these things. Oftentimes, though, even after our salvations, after our salvation, Christian, Christians often move from grace to works in their practical theology. In other words, while we don't trust our religion, quote unquote, uh, to save us eternally, we do trust our goodness to keep God smiling and to keep him off our backs. You know, uh, the, the church I grew up in, it was, uh, uh, you know, it was one of those, uh, um, basically, I got saved every Sunday type of thing. And, and I, I just remember growing up as a, the, the, the preacher would get up there and he'd say, you know, if you, you, if you sin, you, you, you have to get right with God and you have to confess that and get saved today because you are going to hell because you're a sinner and only something that uh, is perfect as Jesus Christ can get into heaven. And that's the message they preached. And I remember just uh, every week, you know, and as a, as a younger kid, I just remember thinking, man, oh, well, I just, I just make it right on Sunday and I'll be good. Do what I have to do and live the life however I wanted to. And uh, uh, on Sunday, I just get saved and it'll be fine. 
And, and I remember just going through the motions and, and, and just, you know, living my life the way I wanted to. And oftentimes, uh, if in our Christian walk, we get, we get saved and we're so on fire for God and we were saying, Lord, I'm going to serve you here. I'm going to jump in this. I'm going to go and, 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 and help out here and do this, that, and the other. And six, seven months later, if we're not careful. That flame, that love, that, 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 that desire can be slowly diminished because life happens. Things come up and we get busy, we get distracted. Lord, I'm tired, I'm not going to read my Bible today. Uh, I'll re- pick it up tomorrow. And then tomorrow becomes a week and then a week becomes a month. And a month becomes six months and then six months become a year and so forth. Same with uh, going to church. If, we're not, if we say, Lord, I, I'm just so tired, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to take this Sunday off. Well, then this Sunday becomes Wednesday as well because I got to make up those hours. And then Wednesday becomes next Sunday and then that's a week and then two weeks, three weeks. And then you get the picture. But if we're not careful, oftentimes we can just subtly begin to step away from the Lord. We might say, well, but I, 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 don't, I don't dress the way I used to. I don't talk the way I used to. I don't do the things I used to, Lord. But my relationship with you is suffering. Oftentimes we can we can go through the motions and we can uh, uh, begin to uh, uh, just grow further away from the Lord. And in Second Timothy one seven, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I don't say these things or I don't remind ourselves to say, Lord, oh, you know what? My bad. I, I'm not I'm not I'm going to walk on eggshells for the rest of my life because I'm trying to do right. I'm trying to be the right Christian you have me to be. But Lord, ultimately, that's not what the Lord intended for us to have. He didn't want us to walk around in fear thinking of, of he wants us to be able to live our lives in a manner that's honoring, pleasing of him, but with not the spirit of fear and, and Paul wrote this in to, uh, to, uh, in, uh, in 1 Thessalonians 3, 2. And we and sent Timotheus, our brother and minister of God, and our fellow, uh, fellow laborer in the gospel of Christ to establish you and to comfort you concerning your faith. There's people around us that can we can say, Lord, uh, uh, I, I need help. And, you know, that's one thing I love about our church family here, that I know that I personally can go to anybody in this room and say, hey, I'm struggling with this. And the first thing that I know... All of you do is say, hey, let's pray about this. How can I help you? What can we do to get over this? And that's one thing that, that oftentimes we may take for granted. We, 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 I know that there's people in this room that, that, that the Lord has gathered here and has made this truly a family to build that Christian walk of not only our individual selves, but to collectively as a group. And, you know, uh, that's what uh, Paul said here. I've sent Timothy to help you. And uh, the Lord's placed a pastor here. The Lord's placed uh, you here to, uh, for, to collectively say, Lord, uh, uh, allow us to grow closer to you together. And as individuals, we'll strengthen that. And ultimately, that is the purpose of the church. The apostle was concerned for the Thessalonian believers. He didn't want, to lose their, he didn't want them to lose their joy or to be driven off course by bad information. He wanted them comforted, established, established concerning their faith. And that's all God wants for us. You know, God doesn't want the, the Christian walk to be something that we dread. God doesn't want us to live our lives, you know, oh, well, uh, you know, as I lived before. Well, I, I, man, I'm, I messed up on Monday. I got to be good for, from Tuesday to Saturday because on Sunday I got to get saved again. No, it's, it's not that. God has uh, sealed us into the day of redemption. The Holy Spirit indwells us and we can make, if we falter, we can confess that, make that right right away and, and, and not live in a life of fear but just a, a life of real Christianity. 
I think, you know, of, of oftentimes our, our, our Christian walk is like, a, 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 it, we, in order to have a successful Christian walk, we got to establish a biblical framework. In 1 John 3, 1, Behold, the manner of the love of the Father that hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called his sons. That starts with the foundation, being first called his sons. Galatians 4, 6, And because ye are his sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Ephesians 1, 13, In whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also ye that believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. Again, this is a relationship that the Lord wants to have with us. We're building that framework. We're laying the foundation. God comes in and says, here's, here's your foundation. Build your life upon this. And, and if we, we begin to say, okay, Lord, uh, I'm going to try to live my life based on this. Will it be perfect? Absolutely not, because we are imperfect beings. But as we begin to live our lives and the, the, we begin to our Christian walk and we say, Lord, I'm going to do my very best and absolute best because that's all we can ever do is to live our life uh, growing and based off of the foundation of the word of Jesus Christ. It becomes a relationship that we build with the Lord and not a religion. He becomes my personal savior. I remember growing up, my dad used to say, God has to be your God, not my God. He can't be a pastor's God. He can't be Kenny's God. He can't be my God. He has to be your God. And that is the beautiful thing of the relationship that we get when we decide to trust Jesus Christ as our Savior. He becomes your God. He doesn't become Bible Baptist Church's God. He becomes your personal Savior. He's the one that died for your sins. And that is the relational part that oftentimes, if we're not careful, that's what we neglect. Uh, you know, we ought to think of our, our, our biblical framework just uh, as, as we, you know, when we build a house. You lay the foundation, you frame the outside, and you begin to just uh, build, the, build the house from the ground up. And if something's out of line or something isn't, isn't done right or we skip a step, oftentimes we pay for that later. We might, not, we might get away from it. You know, the, the new shed that we put out uh, here on the property, if you haven't seen it, go out there, just go out the back, not the side, right, Brother Flynn? <laughs> but but the new shed that's out there, uh, they came in and, uh, you know, that supposedly is uh, hurricane rated and um, uh, all this other stuff that I can't tell you what it is. But I remember when, uh, when they said, oh, it's finished. You guys, you know, we're going to have the final inspection come in and, and all that. Uh, the, the, the inspector came out and we're out there and Kenny and I are out there walking around the shed and with the inspector. And, uh, you know, the inspector comes up to one of the little bolts in the ground, and he kicks it. Oh, that's good. Walks up to the other one, kicks it. That's good. And then I walk behind him, and I just remember I just bent over, and I, sh uh, I grabbed the little bolt, and I pulled it out. And I was like, that's hurricane rated, all right? You know, and I put, and like, I put it back, and he didn't see, but uh, I, Kenny saw it, and I was trying, you know, it was one of those where you break something, you're just like, you know, nothing happened. Because we were trying to pass the inspection, and I remember as soon as um, uh, all, uh, the inspector left, we got on the phone with Tough Shed, and they're like, oh, that's impossible. You, that couldn't have happened. And we're like, come out here, I'll show you, you know. And they came out, they fixed it, whatever. But, you know, if we don't lay the right foundation, the Bible says that, that, uh, uh, of, uh, that we can be tossed to and fro uh, if we don't have the right doctrine. And, and uh, that's a paraphrasing. And someone once said, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. If we're not building, laying the right foundation or building upon the foundation that the Lord has given us, 
Anything can come in our lives. Anything can come. Or uh, the new religion or a new wave or whatever you want to call it can come in and say, yeah, I'll take that. If we're not careful, we don't have the right biblical uh, foundation laid. We don't right to have the right biblical framework done in our lives. And if it's become a religion, not a relationship, if we're not careful with that, anything can come in our lives and just take the house. You know, anything can come and just destroy that or crack something. And over time, that crack gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And then ultimately, it'll fall. And so, you know, uh, uh, we, we, uh, we have to be careful of living a life that's not religion-based, but that is relational-based with our Lord and Savior. Uh, you know, uh, we uh, look at this uh, story of, uh, or an illustration here. A modern religious thought is like a child who has, a proud, who has proudly announced that he will build a ladder to the, uh, build a ladder to the moon. He might become a better ladder builder than, than the kid next to him, but neither of them is building a ladder to the moon. We often think that, you know, if I do good, if I, I do good works, or if I do the, the right step, or if I do uh, what I'm supposed to, that, that uh, I'll get closer to God, that, that, that men will seek men's approval, and men say, hey, you're doing great, you know, I see you uh, uh, reading your Bible, you know, uh, you're walking around everywhere you go with the Bible tucked under your arm, uh, a pocket full of tracts, and you're just saying, uh, you know what, bless God, I'm, I'm doing, which, if you're doing it with the right spirit, more power to you. But if you're doing it with just to say, oh, yeah, people, look at me. I got tracks in my pocket. Look at me. I bring my Bible here. Look, look at me. I, I, I got this uh, or, or whatever. If we're not careful, that can become the reason why we're doing it again. Uh, religion based, not relational based. But not only do we have to build the right foundation, we have to uh, uh, honestly uh, clarify what our expectations of the relationship with the Lord is. You know, we're not going to go from uh, unsaved to, to being just like Jesus in one day. It's a process. We're not going to go. That's the sanctification process. We don't, you know, when a baby is born, it doesn't go from uh, a brand new baby to an 18-year-old adult right away. No, it, it goes, there's a process of growing, of, matur- uh, of maturing, and, and a, a process of uh, just developing, and oftentimes, we have to realize or clarify our expectation. Jesus told us that he came to give us an abundant life. In John 10, 10, the Bible says, A thief come not uh, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy, but I am come that they might have life and that they might have life. Uh, they, ha- they might have it more abundantly. Uh, we, what we should expect from Jesus is happiness. Becoming a Christian should make us happy. We, should, uh, we oftentimes may fail to realize that the joy God promises doesn't mean we will never face pain. Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. In Psalm 16, 11. Uh, uh, peace, that, uh, the eternal sense of rest and stability. We think that peace is the absence of conflict or struggle. Philippians 4, 7 and the peace of God, uh, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Forgiveness. The knowledge that our sin is debt-free and fully paid, we presume forgiveness will lead to immediate victory over sins. Ephesians 1, 7, In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. New life. The, ma- uh, the magic fix for all our problems, uh, our problems, sins, and hardships we expect our new life to be much easier than our old life. First uh, Corinthians 15, uh, 57 says, But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. We, uh, 
we're not going to go from zero to 100 right off the bat. It's a process. It's a, uh, uh, Lord, I, I, I know that, you know, just as we read in our, our text, as uh, Paul's writing, you know, the things that I ought to do, I do not. And the, 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 that constant warring, because we have a sin nature, our flesh is, uh, was, is the old man. And yes, we are, are uh, raised to walk in newness of life. We are trying to uh, reach the goal of being like Christ every day. And, and we're not going to meet that goal of going from uh, the day, you know, we get saved. And then tomorrow we're just, you know, the perfect picture of Christ for this earth or, or God's next gift to this earth. No, it doesn't happen that way. We, we, it's a process. You know, you get saved, you get baptized, and you begin to get involved, and you begin to grow, and, and you begin to get into the Word. And, and if we're not careful, oftentimes that love fizzles out. If we're not uh, constantly putting that effort to keep, stay close in our relationship, stay clo- uh, keep growing, you know, just as Paul wrote, the things that I ought to do, I do not. The things that I don't want to do, that I do. And the thing, you know, it's that, that constant war and that fleshly battle. You know, he describes this conflict. You know, I like to think of this passage just, you know, as a reminder to myself, get your act together. Get it together. I, I tell, uh, growing up, and, and I, had a, I had a football coach, and, uh, and I, I've used this line with Abby sometimes, and, uh, you know, I just, I, I just, when stuff's happening or with the girls, they don't get it, but I've used it already. One day they will. I say, this is your life right now. You know, you're doing things over here and you're doing things over here. I just need you to get it together. Okay. And, and that's all that, you know, oftentimes we're going through the struggle and we might feel like, you know what, I, I just, I, I can't do it. And you're right, we can't. But it's God who comes in and then dwells us with the Holy Spirit and says, you know what, I can help you accomplish that goal. And it's not going to be easy. It's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen uh, from one day to the next. It's going to be a process. In uh, um, Hebrews 10.32, we see that we call to remembrance the former days in which we were, uh, after ye were illuminated, that ye endured a great fight of affliction. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be uh, a, a walk in the park. It's going to be a process. There will be uh, hardness, hardships. There will be uh, uh, joy. There will be uh, pain. There will be conflict. There will be peace. Uh, in Galatians 5.17 says, For the flesh lusteth, lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are the contrary, the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. There's forgiveness. There's failure as well. In Romans seven nineteen, for the good that I would do, I do not, but the evil which I would not, that I do. There's oftentimes uh, in our relationship ups and downs. There's good and bad, and, and, and you know, you got to roll with it. If you haven't noticed by now, this isn't a dig at pastor, but Pastor's so go, go, go. If you haven't noticed that, that, get to know Pastor a little bit. He's so go, go, go. He's driven. I'm not. Okay? To me, it's like, we'll go with it. Make, we'll, it'll, it'll get done one way or, another, or, one way or another. It's going to happen. And, and, and oftentimes, he, he works himself up, and I'm like, hey, it's all good. I got it. No, 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 but at 1047, we have to do this, 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 and he's got this whole year planned out, and I'm like, that's cool. I don't. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then oftentimes, you know, I think it, I think it, 
it drives them a little nuts. I'm sorry. And I, I, we've had this conversation with him a couple of times, and he just, he's like, I don't get it. I, I, how can you just be so mellow? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. But, you know, uh, there, there, it doesn't matter. It's just what matters is that Christ is in us, helping us to accomplish that goal. Your walk, your, 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 uh, your path is going to be different than mine. The, 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 you know, you're going to take a different route, and I'm going to take a different route, but ultimately we're going to the same spot of just being more like Christ. And uh, there might be people that have their entire week planned out that on Monday at 847 I'm going to do this, and at 849 I'm going to be drinking my coffee on my third. No. And there's other people that are like, I don't know what's going to happen Monday. I mean, we'll tackle it when it comes. And ultimately we're just all of the one accord striving to just get to being more like Christ. And that is the, 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 the walk that we should take. And it's not always going to be easy. It's not always going to uh, 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 happen uh, how we expected. There might be a bump in the road that we didn't expect. There might be, you know, we might say, uh, I'll have my five-year plan, and here it is. And guess what the Lord's going to say? Ha, ha, I got you. Here, take a left here. And, and you know, uh, we're not careful if we're not relational-based, though, or we're not having uh, our relationship is right with the Lord, our religion, uh, or we're living our life of work-based, you know, I'm doing this, I have to do this, 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 we can get this, our, our life can become shambles, and we say, Lord, you know what, this is too hard. But if we, this, is a, this is a difficult situation. How can I uh, cope with this? And that's where we have to focus on our relationship with the Lord. Yes, sir. <laughs> but but in all reality you know so we we see that we're living our lives relational based with the lord trying to grow closer to the lord day after day our goal should be how can i get closer to the lord today and, and you know we we see that through the scriptures we can have biblical freedom for our relationship with the Lord. Romans 7, 24 and 25. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of his death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, that, so then with, the mind I might, with the mind, I myself serve the law, the law of God, but with the flesh, the law. And the paraphrase, in myself I'm wretched, but my deliverance isn't up to me. It is up to God through Jesus so I can journey on loving and serving God from my heart and finding sin in my flesh until I see him. We are saved, but yet we will struggle. If you're a struggling Christian, you are a normal Christian, we are all in the same boat as the Apostle Paul, and it's a lifeboat. We're all broken things, ravaged by a fallen world, stricken with the curse of sin, and we've been pulled from the raging waters, unable to save ourselves, unable to sustain ourselves, and desperate in every way to forgive uh, for forgiveness and spiritual hope. We're saved because God has sent his son to down the cross and we believe on that and we get to uh, remember, uh, there should be that remembrance day like, Lord, thank you that I get the purpose, that I get to live my life today to serve you. I get to thank you today for the things that you did on that cross for me personally. We, are, uh, we should be uh, thankful in him. We should be dependent on him. Ephesians uh, 2.20 
says, or 2.10, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Philippians 2.13, For it is, it is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. His grace, his love, his, his uh, empathy and his sympathy and his desire for us to become closer to, uh, to him to him in our relationship should be our motivator and our sustainer to live our lives for him. The Christian life is not a hard life. It's an impossible life without the Lord and Savior, without our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If we're not if if we're not living our lives, if we think, you know what, I, I go to church, I I, I give money to the church. I, I read my Bible. I, I treat people well, and uh, I do these things, and I, uh, um, I, 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 I'm a good person. People think I'm a nice guy. They give me a pat on the back and say, good job. Hey, thanks for helping out do this. I'm, I think people think I'm a good person. Well, that all means nothing if we don't have Jesus Christ as our Savior. That all is in vain. And, then you know, going back to being a, a, a bottle rocket Christian, and when we get saved, you know, uh, I, I remember growing up, uh, uh, we used to go every, like, for Fourth of July, we used to go uh, right over the, uh, into Mexico, buy a bunch of fireworks, because in California you don't have these uh, fireworks stores that you have out here, and, and we would go over to Mexico, buy a bunch of fireworks, all kinds of fireworks, and come back, you know, somehow, I'm, I'm not confessing to anything, <laughs> but, but somehow we'd bring them back, and, and uh, uh, that was our, that's what we would do for Fourth of July. And I remember we would uh, get like these Roman candles and get these bottle rockets and these M80s and, and all these different things. And it's, it, we, we would throw stuff in, we would take an M80, put it in a bottle, throw it in the sewer just to hear an even louder boom. Like, and then I come to find out that if there's a, some sort of different kind of gas in the sewer that could cause an even greater explosion... Just the things that we thought, but, but you know, there was this one uh, firework that we used to buy. It was a bottle rocket. You know, it's, it's on a long stick. It's got a little firework on the top, and if you, once you light it, it shoots up for 10 seconds, I think. I don't know, something quick. Shoots up and explodes, and boom, and that's it. I remember we used to take those, and we used to hold them and light them and shoot them at each other. Just trying, because they exploded. And we would just, you know, just try to aim them at each other. And I remember uh, we took some, uh, they came in this bundle of 20. And I remember I tried to light them all at the same time just to see if I can get them all to go up. And I remember I was lighting them, lighting them, lighting them, lighting them, trying to get them going. And the first one starts exploding. I'm like, oh, well. And I just kicked it. And the thing took off. And it, (laughs) it started flying down the middle of the street. And it exploded right next to my neighbor's car. This gas tank. And I just remember, I'm seeing it happen, seeing it happen. I'm like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Boom. And I just went like this, and nothing happened. I was like, oh, sweet. You know, let's do it again. All right? But no, but oftentimes, if we're not careful, our Christian walk can be like that bottle, uh, that bottle rocket. We get saved, that fire is lit, and we go. Take off. We're going to get to the moon. We're going to get to, you know, we're going to conquer this world for the Lord Jesus Christ. And that should be our ambition. That should be our goal. That should be what we strive for daily. But what happens? Boom. I'm going through the motions. <laughs> A left turn. Uh, 
our fuse ran out. It's become a religion, not a relationship. So my challenge to you this morning is revisit your salvation. Go back and say, Lord, thank you. Lord, help me to remember that the things I ought to do is what I need to be doing, not not doing that. Lord, help me to grow closer to you. Help my relationship to every day take a step in the right direction, and that is closer to you. Let's pray. Lord, we sure do love you. Lord, we thank you that through it all, Lord, we just get to live our life, Lord, that's in, in a way that should be honoring and pleasing to you, Lord. I thank you for first uh, loving us and saving us, Lord. Lord, I thank you that you've given the gift of salvation to each and every one of us, Lord. I pray that today if someone is in this room or comes through these doors, Lord, that doesn't know you as their personal Savior, Lord, I pray that today might be the day of salvation for them, Lord. Lord, I pray that you just, uh, as the Bible says in Psalms, Lord, uh, not un- that we might live our lives not unto us, Lord, not unto us, but to thy name give glory. Lord, Lord, I pray that you, that should be just how we strive to live our lives daily, Lord, to bring honor and glory to you, that our relationship with you might ultimately grow closer, Lord. Lord, I pray you just uh, help us to glorify you in everything we say and do, Lord. It is in your name that we pray. Amen. <laughs>